Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Samawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Our guest today is Hillary Anderson, Senior Sales Enablement Manager at Host Analytics. Hillary, it's great to reconnect with you. Could you take a moment and introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name's Hillary Anderson. I uh, work for a company called Host Analytics. Um, we are in the uh, enterprise performance management space, and our tools help companies with their um, various financial budget processes, forecasting, making sure um, that we can help them um, with planning, modeling, consolidating, and reporting. Um, I am a senior sales enablement manager there. Um, been at the company just shy of two months here. Um, and prior to that, I was over at a company called Hired.com, um, started in sales actually there, and then built our enablement function from the ground up. So that's kind of how I landed in the enablement world. Um, and I was in sales prior um, to Hired as well in professional sports, actually. Oh, very, very cool. So you do come from a sales background. Um, this was one of the questions I was just going to ask, but uh, what does sales enablement look like at your new organization? How is it structured and uh, what does the department, who do you guys report into? Yeah, so um, the company has had sales enablement for a few years, even prior to myself and my boss, Laura Holmes, having had joined. Um, so we are definitely bringing more people, I guess, to the puzzle to kind of help up-level and um, further grow out the existing enablement program. Um, and we report directly uh, into uh, our CEO, Ron Baden. Um, the company works very closely alongside product marketing and sales ops. Um, previously, sales enablement actually was under um, sales ops. So it's kind of lived in a couple of different places uh, at our company, but right now um, we're reporting directly into our CEO. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I know that there are a lot of sales enablement uh, professionals and functions that that are definitely calling to report directly into the executive level, um, like a CEO, because uh, of the fact that you then get a little bit more autonomy. You're able to make the recommendations for the business across the entire kind of go-to-market function instead of just solely focused on on, on sales, which um, oftentimes you need to look beyond them because you've got partners across the aisle in marketing and in customer success. So that's very cool to hear that they have it um, structured that way at Host Analytics. Yeah, I always like to say some of the most successful sales enablement kind of acts as a connective tissue to the rest of the company. So I think when you have either great visibility at the executive leadership kind of table or you're working directly um, into right uh, your CEO or even your CRO, it just allows for enablement to have a big impact across the business as a whole beyond just executing on programs that might impact um, you know sales folks specifically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what, um, if we can take a step back, what was the impetus for sales enablement at Host Analytics? That's a great question. So um, I think just the company has a very technical solution, and I think prior to us even having had joined, um, it was really important that we build a culture of learning um, and skill up-leveling. Um, and we had a sales enablement manager many, many years ago um, as well who kind of built it from the ground up. And I think that just came from a place of really wanting to make sure that as the company began to grow and scale, um, that as a whole, right, the sales organization really valued making sure that they had the skills, they had the training, they had the content and tools that they needed to be successful. Um, so it's pretty ingrained in kind of the company's 
sales culture um, to create a culture of, you know, making sure that you are an enabled salesperson. And that's been really great to kind of see how much um, investment there had been, uh, even early on, um, beyond just kind of being reactive and being at a point of growth and saying, hey, we need to get these processes and programs in place, which is what typically, at least I've seen in the past, tends to be more of the common impetus. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that culture of learning philosophy. That's amazing. And I think that flows really well um, into, you know, some of the other things that we wanted to cover because at the sales enablement soiree last year, you, you talked about the need to deliver training content and tools in a way that are accessible to all of the different types of learners and all of the different experience levels. So what are some of the ways sales enablement practitioners um, can go about doing that? I'd love your advice. Yeah, so I think at Hired, I knew that it was something that we need to ac- needed to account for because we were really beginning to scale our business up through mid-market and enterprise. Previously, our customer base had been very SMB-focused. And so we were seeing a shift in the salespeople that we were bringing on board, being more of those scrappy-type startup salespeople to being really seasoned um, software sales individuals. Um, and so it was something that I knew I was going to have to kind of be ahead of and pretty proactive in making sure that our programs and our Um, enablement initiatives were accessible and adjustable by all different types of individuals and then I came over here to host and we have quite a wide variety of you know net new grads to folks that have been selling for 15 to 20 years and it I'm really glad that I kind of had to exercise that muscle before ending up at host because I think that there are a couple things that you have to really account for. So um, especially with different generations people want to digest material in different ways. Some of our more seasoned or veteran salespeople like the ability to, at the end of the day, after they've done all of their work with their customers, look through their email inbox and catch up on all the things that they may have missed or uh, might have come through from either product marketing, enablement, or even, you know, our executive leadership. Whereas millennials um, tend to like to get that information real time, right? When was it, when did we find this latest competitor insight? When did we... Um, get an update on a marketing initiative that was coming out. And they really like the ability to kind of get that real time. And I think that's just, you know, a generational thing. Um, And so it's something that we think about when we think about um, how we want to roll out information and communicate with the field, how we want to deliver trainings. You really want to make sure that we're giving people kind of the choice for what makes sense for them and what is most suggestible for them. Because if you have folks that are blocking out their day in terms of how they're Uh, managing their book of business and then you unexpectedly toss a training on in the middle of the day that can kind of interrupt their flow so we really want to be cognizant around how we're rolling things out and and training the field Um, and that's through a variety of different mediums right so we're trying to leverage things like video we're trying to leverage those email updates if it makes sense Uh, but we're also trying to take advantage of things that um, we can get to them real time because as I mentioned like that's definitely something we want to think about as we're getting more and more millennials through the door and, you know, younger people that want the ability to get as much information as quickly as possible. So making sure you're kind of facilitating those different learning experiences for those different um, type groups of people. Um, And then really thinking through the content that we roll out and the training that we roll out, um, being accessible and digestible by folks that have different experience levels. So whether you have an SDR who's first job out of college, 
um, right, first time that they're in the workforce and they really need a whole breadth of knowledge to get them up to speed and being able to, to actually um, make it an impact for the business. Or whether you have someone who's got the industry experience, they've sold for many years, and making sure that they just have the things that will help them close more deals, right? Just give them those extra um, pushes. Um, so it's just making sure that you're aware that you have different audiences, aware that people are going to digest and learn things in different ways, and then be aware of the fact that not everyone wants things in the same forum. So the more um, desires and um, interests in terms of how you're delivering that uh, content um, can go out, the better off you're going to be because you're just going to have more people on the other end of that content or that training um, that are able to actually make good use of it. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And, and, and you kind of touched on, on this a little bit, just, you know, having different um, types of audiences that you're trying to reach across your sales function. I would also um, like to drill in a little bit on kind of the different levels of I- experience. And, and that may come from tenure um, or it may just kind of be a, a gap um, between just like top performers and maybe the middle pack. You know, how are, how is sales enablement working to kind of reduce the knowledge gap be- between those sales reps that, you know, maybe your top performers are, are doing one thing differently? And, and how are you taking that and distilling that out to the rest of the rest of the team? Yeah. So I think the first thing really just goes down to creating a culture of learning and teamwork. Um, As I mentioned, host analytics had sales enablement before sales enablement was really a hot thing. Um, And because of that, you know, the culture has been one of sharing best practices, collaborating, and if your teammate wins, you're winning. Um, And so I think having that culture is going to be like the first thing that really allows that knowledge gap to shrink because you're going to have your more seasoned reps mentoring your younger reps. You're going to have your AEs that much more willing to work alongside your SDRs and help them refine their skills if everyone kind of acts like an owner, which is something that was a big thing at Hired across our company. Um, But kind of creating that culture of teamwork and acting like Um, everyone has a stake in the business, I think is the first thing. Um, Making sure that, you know, we're documenting the things that work. We're sharing our stories about things that go well, but also the things that don't go well. Um, And then really creating custom um, paths as a result of kind of that that information, or or I guess that milestone that certain individuals might be in their their trajectory throughout their career. Um, I think the other great thing that you can really do is um, make sure that you take advantage of some of the tools that are out there that allow um, the team to arguably kind of drop into like the really strong calls um, that maybe their peers might be having or tools like Gong or which are a really great way for you to say, hey, I just got off this really challenging conversation with a customer where they threw out all these objections and I kind of stumbled through it here more seasoned sales rep or here manager, can you help me think through how I can approach this better next time? Um, and then leveraging you know, that to kind of help share it with your team and again, win together. Um, it's easier to create plays and uh, a teamwork mentality if you're kind of sharing and collaborating together. And I think that kind of goes back to like the sports mentality of like, okay, this game went well, let's watch film together. How can we do it better next time? And then there's that, I guess, openness around how we can improve uh, over time. I love that. I love that. Um, going back to something that you actually just said was, you know, making sure that everyone really felt like they had a stake in the business. I, I would love to get your perspective on, you know, what's sales enablement stake in the business? What What is sales enablement uh, accountable and and means to deliver back into its business? 
Yeah, so I think, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but I think thinking about sales enablement as the connective tissue will help drive you in terms of where you spend your time, the things that you do, where even your budget's allocated. Um, thinking through how you can make big impact on the business and the things that relate to sales. So maybe it's initiating a new product feedback process, right? Although that might not be specifically for an ROI, right, from a revenue standpoint uh, on the sales side of the house, what that could perhaps do is eliminate, um, you know, some of the friction that the product team might be facing give the sales team um, the ability to give their customers a voice and then start driving towards objectives of the business um, by ways of the sales team, right? They're the ones that have direct access to our customers day in and day out. So how can we leverage that and make sure that it's helping our business as a whole? Um, I think that's one aspect. I think it's making sure our reps that come in the door get educated on who is our business, who's our industry, who are our competitors, making sure that they can be a productive member of society, right? By packaging up the things that they need early on um, in their journey with a company, making sure we're helping kind of onboard them to success. Um, and then I think it's ultimately thinking through how can we drive sales to making the biggest impact possible, um, also from a revenue standpoint, right? Because arguably, if our salespeople aren't selling, um, enablement's not doing their job. So how can we give them the tools, give them the content, give them the training, um, and help initiate process and communication that allows them to do um, their job right as effectively and as efficiently as possible um, and making sure that they have the things that they need so that when they're on the phone with customers um, they're not sitting there having to do more work than they already do right and they can really focus both their skills their effort and their energy um, on getting their customers um, whatever they need um, throughout the sales process. Thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to know more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.